come across a, a couple articles today in uh, German media that I want to read very, very briefly to you that gives some kind of an insight into the extent of right-wing extremism uh, in that country. The first one comes from Der Spiegel. I'm reading this, uh, the English version. And uh, today, February the 19th, is the anniversary of a terrible racist attack which took place in the city of Hanau, in which nine people were murdered by a right-wing extremist who then took his own life. The extremist was, he was, anti, he was racist, he was anti-immigrant, and decided that he had the power to take the lives of nine people who had called Germany their new home. The second article uh, is, it comes from a website that someone passed to me called A Bell Tower. It, uh, it is in German. Uh, my German is not the greatest, so I will read it very, very carefully to you. 208 Todesopfer rechtsextreme und rassistischer Gewalt seit 1990. Um, <laughs> bad, bad German, I apologize. What this article does is it lists all 208 people who've been killed by the far right and or racist extremists in Germany since 1990. Terrible. So over 200 people killed in the past 30 years by individuals who didn't like them because of their background, because of their religion, because of their ethnicity, ethnicity, because of their nationality, perhaps their skin color, and took it upon themselves to deal the ultimate penalty, which is death. And as I said, this is also the first anniversary of the attack in Hanau in which nine people were killed. I find this disconcerting that Germany... Uh, as a modern Western nation, has a disproportionate number of right-wing extremism attacks. This is particularly gruesome and in some ways inexplicable when you think of the fact that one branch of right-wing extremism, which we call neo-Nazi extremism, of course had its origins in Germany in the 1930s, leading to the rise to power of Adolf Hitler, and the National Socialist Party, which we call the Nazis, and of course the invasion of Poland in August of 1939, which led to the Second World War, the deaths of tens of millions of people, the Holocaust, the attempt, the attempt to exterminate the Jews, not only in Germany, but in Poland and much of, of Eastern Europe. And we now associate Nazism with one of the greatest scourges in human history when it comes to racism, and violent extremism. And it makes you ask the question, why is it that in 2021, so many people, not only in Germany, primarily, but also in the United States, in Canada, in the United Kingdom, and other parts of the Western world, are embracing Nazism in the same way they did back in the 1930s and 1940s. You would have thought that people would have learned that this particular form of extremism, of violence, of political ideology, is absolutely gruesome. It's absolutely unbelievable. It's absolutely untenable. There's no reason why anybody thinks this is a good way to run your life, a good system which to believe. And yet we do have these movements that are ne what we call neo-Nazi. In other words, they're the sort of the new form of Nazism. We have groups like the Hammerskins. We have groups like Stormfront. We have groups like Combat 18, Blood and Honor. All these groups take their inspiration from the Nazi movements of the 1930s, 1940s. Ergo, we have right-wing violence, which is planned and executed by individuals seeking to emulate in some small part the racist, nationalist, rejectionist program of the Nazi regime of the 1930s, 1940s. Am I the only one that thinks this is really odd, that people would hearken back to those days as this is a good thing to do, 
this is a good movement to try and follow, to try to become part of. I don't know. It just, you know, we we don't do other things based on historical periods because, you know, we think we should follow them. No one's trying to become Babylonian again. No one's trying to recreate the Roman Empire of the, you know, transition between the, a, the BC and the AD periods. No one's trying to recreate the Ottoman Empire. Oh, wait, maybe they are in the form of President Erdogan in Turkey. But you'd think that we would learn our lessons from history and that violent extremist movements of the past should not be recreated. They should not be formed again. They should not attract followers. They should not be popular on 4chan and 8chan and various other platforms, which thankfully are starting to take these things down. There's another aspect to this, though, that I want, I want to talk about. And this might get me in a little bit of trouble. The, the deaths of 208 people over the past 30 years is unacceptable. The fact that in Germany, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, white nationalists have chosen to kill so many people based on this barbarous ideology, this heinous worldview, is bad. And we shouldn't dismiss it. Nor should we dismiss the loss of nine lives a year ago in Hanau. Anytime that someone dies through violence is bad. Anytime someone dies through violence that is driven by hate or driven by some kind of a heinous ideology, a hateful ideology, we kind of treat that as worse. And maybe, maybe we should. Murder is bad enough, but murder because of who you are, what you're wearing, the color of your skin, I think it's acceptable for us to say, yeah, that's a, that's a, bit, that's a bit worse. That's, it's a worse kind of murder. At the same time, if we do the mathematics here, the loss of 200 or so people over the past 30 years to right-wing violence uh, in Germany, do the math, so 200 divided by 30 is about seven. So on average, seven people a year have been killed by neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and racists in Germany. Maybe the numbers are higher. I'm, I'm basing this on the one website that I, that I was passed in an article on LinkedIn this morning. Still, we're looking at somewhere in the average of about seven people a day. Or sorry, seven per year, sorry. Seven people per year is far too many. And yet, when you look at what's happening now in February of 2021, look what's happening from a violent extremist perspective worldwide, from a terrorist perspective worldwide. Seven lives lost is an average day in Afghanistan. Sadly enough. Still, with attacks by the Taliban, the Islamic State in Khorasan, which is their affiliate in Afghanistan, seven deaths a week is an average week in Somalia. It's an average week in Nigeria. It's an average week in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, where, where an Islamist group called the, the Allied Democratic Forces are killing. It's an average month in Mozambique, where an Islamic State affiliate is killing people in Cabo Delgado, which is a, a province in the north of that country. It's probably an average day in Iraq, an average day in Syria, an average week in Yemen. What I'm trying to point out here is, is something that I've been trying to tell you for the last little while, in that when it comes to terrorism and violent extremism, it's really important to keep perspective. We're not dismissing the loss of life. We're not dismissing the fact that 208 people were killed by people, by individuals, because of who they were. This is right-wing extremism. This is right-wing terrorism. It's hate, and we need to do what we can to stop it. But in the grand scheme of things, the loss of 208 people over 30 years, bad as it is, is nowhere near the loss of tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people over the same 30-year period by an entirely different set of actors. Those actors we call jihadis. We call them Islamist extremists. Again, I'm not trying to poo-poo or to dismiss 
not treat seriously the loss of life in Germany over the past 30 years. It's simply horrible. But it's important when we're talking about threat, when we're talking about where we stand now in 2021, in terms of where the greatest threat lies, it's important that we remind ourselves that we must look beyond our borders, we must look beyond the borders of Germany. We must look beyond the borders of the West. And when you do that, you end up with an awful lot more people that have been targeted and killed on a far too frequent basis by terrorists. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. The vast majority of victims who have been killed in some heinous ways like decapitation, burning alive, drowning alive, raped to death, thrown off buildings, the vast majority of victims have been other Muslims, albeit non-normative, non-mainstream Muslims, i.e. jihadis, who think that their form of Islam is the only real one. And they take liberty to kill anyone who doesn't believe the way that they do, including other Muslims. The vast majority of their are victims are other Muslims. It's just really, really important, I think, to, to bear that in mind moving forward. Anyhow, that's what I think. Before I leave you, of course, we have to look at the Hardy Boys bit of wisdom. Put my glasses on here. This comes from a figure in hiding. A nylon stocking worn over the head will help obscure your identity. I don't know about you. If I came across someone with a nylon stocking over their head in the street, I'd be calling 911 pretty damn quick. Strikes me like that's a person with a very uh, uh, Ill, intent, Ill intent, mischievous intent. So I'm not sure that's the greatest advice from the Hardy Boys. Anyhow, curious what you think about this, about right-wing extremism in general, in Germany, how it compares to other forms of extremism. You can reach me on email, borealisrisk at gmail.com or on Twitter at borealisaves. You can also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you like the content, want to get more, go to the website, borealisthreatenedrisk.com, hit the subscribe button, you get a free daily digest of all the blogs, all the podcasts, as well as early access to things like the Marvel series and a new series I started, the top 10 worst fill in the blank, terrorist groups, terrorists, etc., etc. Love to hear what you think. I want to recognize today the, who are these guys? These are the Grand Falls Cataracts, again, from the Newfoundland Hockey League. Um, cataracts, I'm assuming, refers to the waterfall that's near Grand Falls, Windsor, and not the fact that hockey players can't see. But then again, who knows? Love to hear your feedback. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe.